Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 117. And today I have two amazing guests and new authors of a fantastic tech coaching book we're going to talk all about today. But today I want to ask you guys a very important question. You see, we're in the middle of this whole thing. We're in the middle of the second marking period. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving, the holiday seasons. How are you guys doing? I know for myself, I'm trying to find that balance between school, life, family, spouse, all of that stuff. Even last night I was up and uh, working with some teachers who are going to be going remote. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like something that you guys are doing? Do you feel like you're taking work home? We're going to talk about all those topics and more. We have a great show for you guys today. Stick around for all of that great stuff. But before we get into our interview, I want to remind you guys that our TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network is going strong. We're tipping north of about 300 tech coaches all surrounding each other to help provide great professional development, great professional learning. And if you guys have anything that's on your mind, it is a great location. Check us out today over at askthetechcoach.net. You can sign up for free with our form. Check that out over at askthetechcoach.net. Join the Tech Coach Network today. We would love to have you here. My guests today are amazing tech coaches, presenters, good friends, and the authors of an amazing new book coming out soon. Uh, No, actually, it is out by the time you guys are listening to this from Dave Burgess Publishing, all about being a technology coach. It's called The Complete Ed Tech Coach. I want to bring on Mr. Adam Juarez and Kat Goya. Guys, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Great, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. I am so excited. I had a chance. I haven't read the book yet in full, but I had a chance to skim through all the different chapters, see all the sections. As I said at the top of the show here, you know, published by Dave Burgess and all the great stuff that Dave and Shelly are doing. How are you guys? How is things out in uh, uh, California, right? Yep. Yeah, we're in, in central California. We're we're, we're in the, uh, the flyover part of California. We're right in the middle of the state, you know, in the center, like it's, it's all farmland. It's not the California you see uh, on TV. <laughs> it's, not, it's not LA. It's not the Bay Area. It's not San Diego. But we are a few hours from everything, so we can get to all those cool places in a couple hours, and Yosemite included. So it's uh, right in the middle. But you know, the, the weather's starting to change here. It's uh, it's getting cold for California. You know, it's in the 30s at night, so that's uh, that's how that's how we do it over here. But you know, we're we're hanging in there. Nice. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we, it's, it's been a quite a journey. You know, I don't think I tell teachers all the time, you know, uh, fall of 2019, we would never would have expected that we would be in this uh, place right now. So um, as far as us, uh, I'm doing most of my work from home. Adam's going into um, a classroom. Um, we, uh, you know, it, tech coaching, man, ed tech coaching has just become so um, valuable that it can be exhausting. Uh, and... Working from home can be exhausting sometimes, or for some people it can be uh, nice. It just depends on on, on who you are and and uh, how you feel about that. But um, I have to say, um, 
there are things we talk about in the book, uh, actually, about what happens when you get exhausted and you feel like you're starting to burn out and where do you go and um, making sure that uh, that you're still yourself and you're authentic and you're not uh, burnt out. Essentially, you got to be there for your people. That's right. Well, it's great to have you. Let's set the stage here, Kat. Um, tell us a little bit about your tech coaching, uh, uh, what grades, who do you work with, that kind of thing. And then, Adam, uh, I'll, I'll put you second on the list there. Thanks. So um, my first role outside of the classroom was at a single site uh, K5 and did a lot of um, at tech coaching there, um, really beginning. Um, they were kind of at the beginning stages. Um, and now uh, this is my fifth year at a county office. So uh, here in California, a county office supports a number of districts, um, K-12. So we have uh, over 200 schools. Um, and what's really interesting about that, especially right now, is that we have um, a lot of different models. Um, some are back in school, some are not, some are opening in a hybrid model some are um completely distant still so it's been uh it's been interesting adam yeah so i i work in the county where kathleen works um where she supports all those schools that don't have someone like me full-time mm -hmm. but i'm the uh for uh, i'm in a cutler rossi joint unified school district um it's a small district but we have one high school one middle school three elementaries and a continuation um so i'm in charge of all the uh, ed tech for um grades 6 through 12. So um, I spend most of my time at the high school and, and the middle school. This is uh, going to be my sixth year now on in that position. Before that, I was a full-time U.S. and world history teacher and, and soccer coach. So they kind of saw that I was, I was using the tech that I had available to, uh, available to me um, in an innovative way. So they said, hey, we have this new job. We're going to be going Google very soon. So uh, you should uh, give this job a shot. And I, I just grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and, you know, it's been it's been a wild ride. I never thought I, I always thought I'd end up being some kind of a forever being a teaching history and coaching soccer. But now I'm I'm coaching something different now. So it's a it's been a wild ride. I didn't expect it, but I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know, it, there is quite a difference between coaching students and coaching adults. Yes. But both have the same you know, take home effect, right? Like you're at work, you're doing it, you, you're, you're excited, you got all the energy going. But then even when you go home you're still thinking about it. You're still prepping it. You're still planning it. You're still doing phone calls. You're still doing emails at all hours of the night. How do you guys manage that transition? Can you turn it off? Do you turn it off? Um, do you hit the snooze button on your email? Adam, talk to us a little bit about some of the tips and tricks that you've learned over the years to kind of manage that home work balance. We never turn anything on or off because then I don't think we're really being you know, true to our authentic selves. That's something we talk about in the book because we talk about don't don't search search for a work life balance. You want to search for that work life fusion. If you have that work life fusion in mind, you don't have an off on or off switch, but you may have a pause button. So when you're at work, you, you're still yourself. You're still a husband, a father, a brother, um, um, all, all those things. Uh, you, you're a fan of your favorite teams. Um, when you when you're at home, you're still an educator. I, when I when I get home, I, I don't switch it off. I, I can't. I'm still thinking of that one student that I'm trying to reach, or that one teacher how I can be, I can better serve them. So I, I don't turn it off. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's uh, searched and bought something on Amazon when they're at work. And let's be honest. I mean, the, that's something I'm sure we, that we do in our passing time. But you know, we, we don't need to. As long as you're not doing that when you're in front of kids. But you know, don't be ashamed of that. You can be yourself 
all the time. It's, it's, it's managing that pause button. As far as managing, you know, my workflow and stuff, you know, I don't have any like fancy tips, but I take the simplest tools that I find in G Suite. I think the thing that probably has helped me more than anything since, especially since the pandemic started is Google tasks. I, I use that religiously for everything, for everything that I do at work and at home for paying my bills or remembering to respond to emails. It's something that simple little tool goes such a long way. I've probably written about a dozen blog posts in the last six months just about how to do it and how to get the most out of it because it's definitely uh, it's made me much more sane in this crazy time. I was looking through your blog as, as I was preparing for today, and it, it is amazing, and, and I think this is the same for myself. We are better at home because we're tech coaches because we know how to do those little things like calendars and budgets and spreadsheets and tasks and putting it all together. I know that helps me run my household a lot easier. Uh, Kat, what do you think? How do you manage the whole daytime, nighttime, uh, you know, turning it on, turning it off concepts here? Yeah, for me, and everyone's different, um, but for me, I found for a while that, um, you know, I would, I want to be present with those I'm serving. And so I would get, I would get distracted by emails, right? I get distracted by, and, and because I, I feel like I've got to, I've got to be there for everyone. And so um, what I do now is um, I really try to focus on what's happening, knowing that I'm going to check my email. And if, when I, I love the, the Gmail snooze button. And I know there's other, many other um, email programs have that as well. And so I can decide when I want that to go to the top of my inbox again. Um, the other thing I started doing, <clears throat> My, um, I tell people, you know, I, my norm is, and my expectation of myself is that I will answer emails within 24 hours. And so what that means is rather than for me, I didn't like staying late after at a school site uh, or after a, a professional development session, I lead with some teachers and answering emails at the end of the day. I'd rather go home, be with my family. I'm still thinking about work, but because I told everyone within 24 hours, and I have that snooze button. If it, if it is urgent, I know to, you know, get it later that day or whatever. I would get up in the mornings. Um, I was doing this for a while. Get up in the mornings, answer my emails before I go to work. And then I felt like I've got, I've got this system. So I think that if you have a system, you're not feeling like you're going different directions all the time. You say, I know I'm going to do this at this time. I know I'm going to follow ups too. Uh, I found that it's, I work with, it, for those of you that are working with a lot of different school sites, a lot of different groups of teachers, how do you follow up in between? How do you have those check-ins, those touch points? I have to schedule them. I have to schedule them and say, hey, I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. This is what we talked about. You know, I'm looking, you know, just, just a touch point. I, I look forward to seeing you. Let me know if you have questions. Makes a big difference. You know, you guys both mentioned two uh, very important things. You know, Adam mentioned tasks. You had mentioned the snooze button. I know one of my favorite tools is that whole send email later. Because mm, yes. oftentimes, you know, it's after dinner, the kids are asleep, and you are going through your emails, and you just start firing things off, and you realize, oh, things are coming back to me now. But usually I, I just have to remember, like if it's 8 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, you set that thing to start firing your emails off at 8 in the morning you actually start getting more done because you realize that the other people that are sitting up at night, um, they're getting them, they're doing it, and they're, they're, they're just doing exactly what you're doing. They're trying to balance their home and work life. What other tips and tricks do you guys have to keep this whole home and, and, and office ready? I mean, really, we're talking about organization. We're talking about mental preparedness. 
I know for myself, I find every time I walk into a classroom, I'm talking about the kids. When I go home, I'm talking about the, the, the teachers. I try not to always do that, but that is really difficult. And I think that's important. Uh, our kids know what we do um, and we we bring them into uh, our work. Um, in essence, we have a, a, a county um, tech conference that we have every year and we had um, Adam's daughters came and led a session showing uh, teachers how to do book snaps. Yeah. And so and, and so Ashley actually asked, hey, when's Tech Rodeo? I wanna do that again. Uh, this year it'll be virtual, but um, you know, my son edits, he's in high school and he is um, in a video editing class. And so he edits videos for us. Um, and so I, I think that's really important that they, they feel a part of it, not that there's home and there's work and that's it. I want to be involved in their school life as well. And I, so I think that's similar. Yeah, we involve them as much as we can. We actually use them as guinea pigs. So many times, <laughs> Catherine's doing a session for for, for elementary. She's mm -hmm. like, "Hey, um, bring the girls over here. I, I want them to try something out." And the, and the girls just love being involved, and just you know, it really just strengthens our our, our relationship. And you know, they 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 love telling uh, our you know their their friends and their teachers, "Hey, oh yeah, but my dad and stepmom were they, they work for Google." And <laughs> they, they, they just think but that's not so really, cool. but okay. But of course, every time. We, we visit the, the mothership over in Mountain View. We always have to bring us some kind of a, a souvenir, but they, it's, you know, we, we really kind of, I wouldn't say mastered it, but I think we've done a good job fusing, you know, you know, our family life and professional life. You, you, you kind of said something. I don't think I heard the word, but you got to put the nail on the head there. You said, if you have a project, you find somebody else to do your video work for you. Yeah. And I, you know, we call that outsourcing in the professional world. And, and I'm looking at that going, yeah, that is my problem, right? Like we come home, we do the, we do the dad thing. We do the kid thing. We do the bed thing. And then I'm up creating and editing videos for school for the next day. How do you stop that? And I think the answer is simple. You, 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 Wait till your kids are older, teach them how to do video, and then you've got you got a little bit more time on your hands. So at, at what just so I know here, at what point do you start outsourcing the projects that you have to do for work for your to your kids? Uh, it, it all depends. Like uh, again, we have you know my stepson Dylan, he you know he's 17 and he's been in that video production class for four years. That's when he's oh. gonna go to go to college to do. So we're fortunate. Uh, he's way more skilled than we are at it. He'll do know. 10 minutes. It'll yeah. take us an hour. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I just kind of do a little bit of iMovie and screen gastrify, but he's got yeah. a double yeah. certification. Well, we are very fortunate that he uh, has kind of has really jumped into that. Into yeah. That. Adam, Adam, that was the wrong answer. I just suddenly had to say, oh my goodness, I have 10 years before that has to happen. Oh my <laughs> well, for my daughters, see, my, my daughters are, are seven, eight, and nine. So they're, they're still a ways away. But my, my middle daughter, she's eight. She's all into that. She's for her birthday. Last year, I bought her a premium subscription to Screencastify because she wanted to learn how to screencast and how to do some basic editing. And now she's inherited my old MacBook Air, and she's learning how to do uh, iMovie, and she's just running with it. So when uh, when my stepson uh, kind of moves on to bigger things, what we have is uh, his successor <laughs> ready-made. But even so, like you said, Adam, um outsourcing, so to speak, can also be, I just want to try this with a student. And so, hey, is this something you would enjoy as, you know, and is this is this something that's doable? I mean, we know our kids are probably a little more techie than, than many just because we 
live it and they, they see us do it a lot, but it still is helpful in that way also. I've tried that. And, and the nice thing about doing it that way is you don't have to buy them dinner. You don't have to, <laughs> or college or anything like that. The book is called The Complete EdTech Coach, An Organic Approach to Supporting Digital Learning. Talk to us a little bit about it. How did it come about? Uh, what made you share your passions with the world? And, uh, and where do we get it? Well, we, uh, when we started writing it, we, uh, we, we were thinking back to when we started as EdTech coaches. And we're like, we, we, we were harking back to it. And we're like, you know what? When we started, there was no, there was no book to read for us when we started that there's books on coaching but not ed tech coaching in particular so we sought to write the book that we wish we had when we started as ed tech coaches and you know it's uh, that book is all the conversations that we've had at the the dinner table in the car blog posts that we wrote these are all real stories from our successes and failures over the last five to six years uh, in this role well, and that's why it's called an organic approach, because this is we are we, you know, we adapt based on our the context of what's happening. This is why even though we're at a distance now, uh, the approach is designed. The book is designed to be uh, device agnostic, uh, platform agnostic. It's really about how do I build those relationships? How do I make sure that I am uh, providing a personalized uh, approach with with people and um you know, not doing this kind of one size fits all uh, type approach. And so we have grown um, organically and continue to grow in the way that we coach now, uh, you know, to be in a distance and hybrid model as well. And so similarly, um, you know, we wanted to inspire others and give them some some uh, strategies and practical tips uh, to to do the same. It's all it was organic, you know, it, it's the organic approach, it, 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 it's based off of the people we serve. Mm-hmm. We know one of our big catchphrases um, in the book is we, we lead with learning, never with tech. We're, we're worried about the student learning first. If there's a no tech option, we're, we're not going to push that aside just because we're tech coaches. We, we, it's, it's the learning that comes first. It's, it's a people first approach. Mm-hmm. And that's such important. You know, we're, we're sitting here at episode 117. I know we've already recorded a bunch other than that. Like we've done over 120 ed tech coaches podcasts here. And I can't tell you, it's probably more than 75% of them have come down to, Hey guys, it's all about relationships. It's all about the way you work with people. It's all about the way you interact with people. And no more is that true and harder right now. I know your districts are very unique from each other. My district is, you know, like you, you, we're, we're all kind of in that same boat here where we're not in the classrooms every day. We're in different buildings every day. So how do you have those relationships when you're not seeing somebody every day? And how do you see that? How do you have those relationships when you, you everyone's at home now you can't walk into somebody's living room and sit down for 20 minutes and go hey how you doing so i'm just going to put you on the spot here adam how do you do it how do you how do you do tech coaching in a hybrid learning environment when you know when somebody's off they're making lunch for their own kids yeah you know i can empathize with that totally uh i've had to uh be a be on my on call videos right next to my daughter who's seven year old who's on Zoom, so that, that's been a, a juggling act. But um, yeah, you know, one of the catchphrases I hear a lot nowadays from the administrators that I work with is, you know, um, it, it's all about we're, we're just going to give grace to people right now. We're, we're going to be extending a lot of grace 
because we're all in this together. We're all brand new educators right now. This is unforeseen. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my mindset when I, uh, as I tackle this, but uh, about a month ago, I wrote a blog post about how my coaching has evolved here in distance learning, how it's different before. One of, one of the things we talk about in the book is become a walking coach, which means you're in your goal is to be in classrooms 80% of the day. Now that's not always feasible, but the, the, that, that's a goal um, that we set for ourselves. Well, I can't do that anymore. I can't walk classrooms anymore and drop post-it notes on people the way I used to. So how has that changed? Um, it's changed where a lot of my coaching now, um, daily, I'm on call. I have an on-call Google Meet that's that's standing. Uh, it's, it's a standing Google Meet that's open certain hours every day. Teachers can drop in as needed. That That's one way that I've evolved. Another way that a lot of my coaching has evolved is if you've looked at my blog, I've been kind of a kind of a prolific blogger for the last three months. Almost every day I'm shooting one out. And all of those blogs are requests I'm getting from teachers, ideas mm-hmm. teachers have, support they have. So, you know, I need to keep a running record of, of what I coach because we talk about you need to have a tech coaching vehicle, something that that shows a record of what you've done because, you know, before, before the pandemic, tech coaches, at least out here in California, a lot of them, those positions were being cut. Mm-hmm. The day may come where you need to fight for your job and say, why, why do we have, why are we paying you to do this? And you need to have that record. So I have that, my blog is a record of things that teachers ask of me. And that becomes a blog. I shoot it out on my blog. It goes into the emails to all the teachers that I serve. And the, the, it's, it's a living, evolving resource for them. Well, let me let me ask you a question about that, because, you know, what you mentioned is something that I struggle with. What you mentioned is something that other tech coaches have brought up in the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network, which is, you know, you're in school, you're doing school, you're being asked by school, but now you're creating another professional channel, your blog and my TeacherCast, you've got your own. And that's where you're putting the answers to school questions and you're using it to better yourself personally, professionally, but you're also using it for school. How do you make that balance? And then, you know, for obviously this is for both of you guys, but like, how do you make that balance of your blog is obviously what's getting you the speaking gigs, the book gigs, the, the conferences, all that stuff. But it's really an outward answer to what's happening in your classrooms. Where's that balance for you? I think part of it is, you know, EdTech co- the EdTech community has to be connected beyond our schools because typically an EdTech coach is one of the only uh, coaches uh, for tech in the district, right? Or in the, and so I feel like um, for myself, um, I have been encouraged to learn from others to, and so similarly, I want to teach others. Um, And so, you know, I, I, I kind of feel, and, and I've I've been told this too. You know, if if you are out there, uh, Catherine, and you are you are doing things, then that's making you know that's bringing attention to us, to our organization as well, to our county office. So um, I really believe that it benefits everyone, and I also would say that there is no other way to do it without burning yourself out. Um, the more that you put your ideas out there, the more that you will hear from others, the more connected you will be. And so um, I really feel like it's a necessity um, to be connected and to both share and learn from others in, in this because tech just moves too fast. There's no way that we can be experts in 
every single um, app and everywhere they did all the updates and all these different things. And so I'm sharing things about what I more have more expertise in because that's what my districts are doing. And yet, if someone asks about augmented reality and I'm like, well, I don't really know much about that then I can go ask someone else that's been blogging about that and has been doing that in their districts. So I kind of feel like um, it's something that benefits everyone. Um, well, um, as far as like, how do we avoid that burnout? Um, and I, I know Jeff, I'm preaching the choir with you, but you know, you have your, your podcast here and your networks. I have my blogs, my websites and stuff. You know, we, we're constantly putting ourselves out there. You know, and, you know, the, at first there's that initial fear, that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. But once you get over that and you're out there and people give you feedback mm -hmm. and you see people are, are liking posts, are commenting and asking you questions, it, it's kind of a rush. And that, that, that kind of just fuels you to empowers you to, to want to want to do more. Well, well what's next? Well, what's the next idea that, that I come up with that I that I use to support my teachers that I can put out there that might support someone else? And because I get this constant stream of feedback from my network, that, that fuels me. Um, if I wasn't getting any feedback from it, I wouldn't feel like the I wouldn't feel like that impetus to continue doing it. So it's it, it, it kind of like a, it builds upon itself. You know, I love what you just said. Right. You have something you get fueled, you get excited, you get energized. You want to do more. Kind of sounds like the coaching model. Right. Now, we as tech coaches are the ones that are go-getters, motivated. We, we, we did what we needed to do. We got out of the classroom. We're helping teachers out, to, you know, that, that kind of a thing. But what can we do as tech coaches to get our teachers as excited about bringing educational technology and infusing new things, trying out a new lesson, even though they are at home, skittish, scared, nervous, just trying to survive, and oh, yeah, there's Wi-Fi issues all over the place. How do we take, Adam, what you just said, that excitement that you have about creating, sharing, caring, when I, 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 the majority of teachers I work with just want to stay in their lane, let's not share, I built, you know, that kind of mentality. How do we share the love and how do we inspire others when, you know, it's kind of weird times right now? Something I talk about uh, in the book is um, similarly, I tell a story about how as as these techie people, as people see us, right, teachers see us as these techie people and we love it. We're so excited, like you had said earlier, and we're fueled by all this. Um, and so I entered um, my first year out of the classroom excited and, and uh, about that. And, and I kind of overwhelmed everyone. Right. Uh, because they weren't as excited as I was. And so how do you um, you know, what I had to learn is it's about getting to know those you serve and finding out what they are passionate about first before you ever talk about technology. So, for example, I went into a classroom and um, the teacher, um, the administrator said that, that he had to work with me because he got a new Chromebook card. He wasn't real excited. Um, and so I looked around the room and I saw that he had a whole bunch of maps on the wall. And I said, do you like teaching geography? And he went on and on and on and had a little spark about what was it he was excited about. And so I pivoted. And at the end of the session, I showed him um, Google My Maps and all of the, and Google Earth. And all of a sudden, he spent time during his break um, 
to continue learning on his own. So I think that you can't have a one size fits all approach. You can't say we are all learning about Flipgrid right now. We are all doing this. You have to get to know those you serve and find out what they are passionate about and then say, oh, you are great at having conversations. You're great at facilitating conversations. So I'm going to suggest this Flipgrid thing. I think you'd love it. So piggybacking on what you said there, um, what you were doing, you took what they liked and you became like a cheerleader for them. So if you look at the shirt I'm wearing, uh, Manchester United, my favorite soccer team. And um, <clears throat> the, the coach they had previously, um, was he was a great coach as far as tactics and his experience, but he was not a cheerleader. You made a mistake in the field, you'd see him getting angry and kicking water bottles. And think of how that may, must have made his players feel. Then he, he got fired, they hired, they hired the, the, uh, their current coach, who's an absolute cheerleader. I mean, he's out there just giving all this encouragement. I think we have, to, as ed tech coaches, we have to be the same because with technology, most teachers that we serve are, they're, they're, hes they're not hesitant, but they're, they're apprehensive. It's new. It scares them. So if we are cheering them on and, and trying to promote all their ideas, no matter how small they think it is, and we, we're, we're just giving them that that support, then they uh, they, they feel the, the little rush of confidence. So um Early on, I want to say it was in September. I went. I, I sent an email. I go, hey, they 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 know my blog was getting starting to get pretty popular. So they, I sent out an email. I go, hey, I want to feature you guys on my blog. If you allow me to come into your classroom and take a quick picture of your of your workflow, of your setup, uh, of your screens, and all the way you have it, I, I want I want to feature you know the stuff how you set it up so we can inspire other teachers. And I got a dozen emails within five minutes. Hey, come, come take a picture of my setup. And they, they were just so excited. And, and if I see them in passing now, they'll ask me, hey, well, what's next? What's next? Like they, that simple little way of showing just what, what they do themselves and that it's valuable with such a long way. And they're really kind of uh, boosting that morale. I love that. I, I, you know, the whole idea of, of finding a teacher and, and, you know, morale boosting, keep everybody going, keep everybody there and, and keep things motivated. I mean, that's the time when that whole work home balance doesn't really matter as much because the stuff you're doing outside is to support that stuff that you're doing inside. You're constantly figuring out how to make this all happen. The book again is called The Complete Ed Tech Coach, An Organic Approach to Supporting Digital Learning. The authors are my wonderful guests today, Adam Juarez and Catherine Goyette. Where can we pick up a copy of this? It is available on Amazon and uh, at Barnes & Noble. Um, so uh, look up The Complete Ed Tech Coach um and you will find it there you could even google the complete ed tech coach and find it as well um also uh you can follow us on twitter uh adam is at tech coach Juarez and i am at cat underscore goyette um and we would love to connect with you really um you know it, it's really about connections so when you read the book you'll feel like you get to know us a little bit um because um, as coaches, we feel that that's really important and um, that we give a little bit about ourselves um, to those we serve. So we are here to connect. We want to hear all the great things you're doing as well. And uh, yeah, check it out. Um, Amazon's uh, or Barnes & Noble. Highly recommend it. I'm going to be certainly flipping through it over the next couple of days. Uh, 
What are the things that we're working on? I know our audience knows that we haven't talked about this yet, but we're actually in the process right now of my district of hiring eight full-time digital learning specialists. I'm having a great time meeting them and getting to know them, but uh, this is certainly something I'm going to be putting in front of them and sharing with them this book because it is absolutely a winner. Check it out, The Complete Ed Tech Coach. We're going to have all the links to both Barnes & Nobles and Amazon, and you never know, you might see these two wonderful guests come to a Tech Coach Network meeting. We, of course, do our meetings every single Wednesday at 8 30 eastern we would love to have it by the way guys that's 5 30 your time you can make it happen we're going to have a good time today with all of this stuff and of course we want to have you guys be a part of the teacher cast tech coaches network check it out over on askthetechcoach.net and of course you can find the archives for this show over at askthetechcoach.com but we want to say thank you to adam and Catherine for coming on the show today sharing this great book and again, we want to say thank you to our friends over at Dave Burgess Publishing for helping to put out another amazing publication out there for all you guys. Check out all the great stuff over at DaveBurgessPublications.com. What's, what's, what's the link for that, Dave, uh, guys? What's the, I think what's, so. Yeah, Okay. We'll make sure we have all the links for that stuff. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.